it's the Creator Spaces Show. Welcome back to the Creator Spaces Show. And today, we're talking about self-awareness with Danny Miranda. This conversation highlights the importance of finding discipline, paying attention to feedback, and letting go of your insecurities to unlock your creativity. Let's get right into it. Do you consider yourself a creator? I do, and I didn't always. It was a journey of discovering that we all are creators, and every time you create a conversation or you do something a little bit differently than a robot would, you are in essence creating. And that was such a freeing realization for me because previously I thought of myself as a writer, then I kind of thought of myself as, you know, a podcaster, but then I realized like, oh, what I'm really doing here is I'm creating something new, and that is such a beautiful feeling because it allows you to go in any different direction you want to go in. So I think that the labels we choose to associate with are really important. And I do view myself as a creator. Awesome. And so what exactly do you create? Right now, it's podcasts is my number one focus. Podcasts are conversations and conversations slash interviews are acts of creation in terms of what lens you're asking the questions through, how you're approaching the conversation, how you're internalizing the answer someone just gave and figuring out what to ask next or where to go next. And so I do view the conversations and interviews as acts of creation. Like it. So you record a video podcast, right? Yes, sir. What was the thought process behind going with video? Why video? And why video podcasting? And why YouTube? So initially, I just did a strict audio podcast for the first 45 episodes. But the feedback that I got again and again was, I want more, like I want to see. And I also understood that if I really wanted to expand and get people into the ecosystem, it would probably help for someone to try it out for a little bit. And the best way to do that, from my perspective currently, is putting up the long form content on YouTube. And initially, I kind of resisted doing it because I figured that it would be so much additional things to learn and it would be really complicated and it's been kind of complicated and there's been a lot to learn but overall it's been a great way for me to enter a new medium get people to listen or watch that previously wouldn't have watched if I hadn't put them on YouTube so that's kind of why I, I decided to do it nice and so for those of us who aren't as familiar with the entire body of your work you mentioned that you first considered yourself a writer and mm -hmm. then you moved into this audio podcasting. Now, would you say most of your content is video? Yeah, I would say the majority is video slash audio and that's the podcast and the YouTube. Yeah. How has your thought process around content and around the creation of these things changed as you've moved through the mediums? I think that when I first started, I kind of expected writing to be the vessel that carried me because I always grew up as like a writer. But throughout the process and the process being the last year and a quarter, I've transitioned from writing to audio slash video. And I think that's one, a sign of the times where it's easier to create a podcast today than it was say 10 years ago. And it's easier to create video today than it was five years ago. So what I'm really doing is communicating. And I didn't realize that communication was what I was after to get better at rather than writing. Yeah. Was there a moment when it all sort of snapped into place for you that the podcast was the thing? So there were a couple of different things that kind of put it together at one point. One was three friends separately told me that I should start a podcast. They didn't know that they 
they all said that they it was all random and first wow. time i thought to myself wow everyone has a podcast second time i was like you know that's funny that that person said that as well and third time i was like okay three people saying this all separately like that's got to mean something so <laughs> maybe that's worth considering another i didn't want to just create a podcast because a bunch of people said it right i wanted it to come from within and be something genuine that was true to me and i got that sign when i put out on twitter in probably june of 2020 who wants to talk on the phone and i would have phone conversations with people and i i learned so much from these phone conversations and people would tell me that they were incredible conversations. So I said, man, we should probably record these so other people can benefit. And what do you know, that turns into a podcast. So it was really the combination of friends telling me again and again, and also having these phone conversations that really solidified it in my mind that this was the right path for me to go down. Danny discovers more about himself through his creations and his content evolves as he learns to assimilate feedback from sources that matter to him. Feedback is the backbone to his development. And so you mentioned you've been at that now for about a year and a half. How many episodes have you gotten through now? So we've done around nine to 10 months of recording and we've recorded 137 episodes and published, I believe, 127. So been churning them out. <laughs> yeah. How do you keep up that sort of pace? and hold myself to a high standard of discipline. And I know I can do it for a week. And if I can do it for a week, I can do it for 50 weeks. If I can do it for 50 weeks, I could do it for a hundred. That's how I think is like, can you do it for a day? Okay, yes. Then can you do it for multiple days? And it's also like, it comes from a, a pure place. It's not coming from a place of I'm doing this so I can make money. I'm doing this because I'm curious about people. I want to learn more about them. And I think that this has the potential to turn into something real and valuable for not just myself, but other people as well. So it's coming from that place and that gives you the drive to keep going when you don't want to edit a podcast or you're like, am I really doing anything valuable here? It's like, it comes from a bigger purpose than just myself. Discipline is what separates the prolific from the non-prolific. And as we've heard from Danny, it starts with a shift in mindset. Having an innate desire to provide value for other people will always give you a very good reason to do your best work daily. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about building that community and that audience around yourself. How do you go about doing that now? I really just put myself out there and I have no insecurity around putting myself out there because who I am, who I say I am, what I tweet and the things that I would say. And when you're not coming from the place of insecurity, it's like this is who I really am and you're proud of it and you want other people to see it as well, it leads you to do it a lot. And and so I, I tweet a lot, a lot of interacting with people, which inevitably leads to more good things happening and random things happening in serendipity that you otherwise couldn't have predicted. Yeah. Has that changed as you've been a creator now? Yeah. So when I first started putting content online in 2018, I was focusing on e-commerce because that's what I was doing at the time, building e-commerce stores and trying to figure out the best ways to market. I was really insecure about, oh, I can't be tweeting that many times. And I was like, so my head, but it was coming from a place of fear. And as I've gotten to know myself better by meditating, by looking inward, by spending time with myself, by becoming more self-aware, that process has made me a better creator, a more open creator. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's absolutely changed me. From Danny's story, we learned that we need to focus on what we can control and let go of what we can't, a concept I'm sure most, if not all of us have come across. But how do you do that if you don't even know who you really are? 
So it seems like the core thread of a lot of your work and even of the discussion here is that it starts with the inner work and mm -hmm. that radiates out. Where'd you pick that up? I picked that up from meditating, my man, and going inward and trying everything outward and, and seeing that they weren't satisfying me, right? It starts by looking at the external. If you're not born with that, I think someone like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a huge inspiration, was born with that self-awareness and ability to look inward, but I wasn't. And I was always looking for the external validation. Like it was just nonsense. But when that stuff doesn't work for long enough, you eventually get to, okay, let me just sit with my thoughts for 20 minutes. Oh, wow, that was interesting. Something happened there. And it's not like that happens the first day because the first day you go to the gym, nothing really happens. But by three months of doing that in a row, you're all of a sudden like, wow, that really shifted me on a deep level. And then it becomes, okay, can I go deeper on myself? Wow, okay, that helped. And, and it's a, a never ending process. And I'm sure where I am today, I'll look back at and laugh, but it's like along that journey. And like how I got to that point of realizing that the inner affects the outer is by looking at the outer so many times and trying to configure the outer to my own liking, but it not working. So yeah, going inward has definitely shifted my life. And I'm really grateful to have found that at, at 24 years old. Self-awareness, like any skill, needs to be developed. And it's probably the most overlooked superpower anyone can have today. We tend to put too much focus on advancing our careers and businesses that we lose ourselves in the process, leading to unbearable stagnation. Sit down with your thoughts, discover your purpose, and you'll realize that it's something bigger than yourself. So have you monetized? Gary Vaynerchuk has this great quote. It's like, whoever holds their breath the longest wins. And when I think about that in regards to monetization, it's like, I'm not really in it for the money. I'm in this for the impact that it can potentially have to someone who's 22 years old, who's 47 years old. Like I know that if I hang out with that person in real life, I can create a shift in them because like I've done it with all sorts of people in my own real life that I know that if someone spends time with me and I can go through some stuff with them and if I say something that clicks to them, that is my oxygen and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And so I'm sure I'll be doing this for a long time and I'm sure I will find a way to monetize that is congruent with who I am. But right now I have no plans to monetize. I just wanna give, 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 give. And that's the plan for the immediate to midterm future for sure. Everybody has different KPIs and revenue isn't on Danny's current list. His focus is giving more value than he takes, just as we've seen with most of our guests in this podcast. And this strategy rarely fails to breed astounding results. So I'm curious, what's your North Star metric for success? How do you know you're on the right path? I really look at the messages that I receive on a, a daily basis, if not weekly basis. I have a bunch printed out in my room, but that's really how I determine if I'm on the right path. And like a daily check-in of like, how am I feeling with this? How am I doing? Like, do I enjoy the process of it as much as I did when I first started? It's been very common for me to do something for nine months and after nine months been like, okay, this is not for me. And I've pretty much followed that a lot of my life, like doing things and trying things out. But with the podcast, I actually I actually enjoyed doing it today more than I did nine months ago. So that's a tell for me that I'm on the right path. But just the messages let me know like, okay, those are winks from the universe. I, like, I have a bunch of different messages that I have printed out and I have in my bedroom wall. And that is just a, a great way to wake up or go to sleep is like just looking at them. And I highly recommend that other people do that as well. Like just looking and, and understanding
understanding that your work matters and that you're actually making an impact is such a heartwarming feeling and to keep it top of mind is even better. It's a beautiful thing and a great reminder when the times get tough or you're not in that right headspace. What's your current goal as a creator? My current goal is to continue enjoying what I'm doing on the day to day, to continue spreading light in the world, making sure that I'm at 100 out of 100 so I can continue to give that 100 out of 100 to the people around me, the people on the internet, <laughs> to the world as a whole. So that's the goal. Normally I would push to try to make this a smart goal, but <laughs> I think having gone through this conversation, I know that your goal is literally to keep doing this forever. Yeah. And as always, we wrap it all up by answering the question. If you could send a tweet back to your start, what would it be and when would it be? You get to choose the start. Mm, I don't want to change anything, <laughs> you know, like that's where my head goes. Like if I start giving myself advice, it'll, it'll end up poorly. But no, seriously, when I graduated college, I would say to myself to start meditating. I don't know if I was in that place ready to start meditating before college, but after college, if I had started meditating, started going inward, I could have sped up a lot of what I have done over the past year and I would have cared a lot less about what other people thought in any given moment and that would have been tremendously beneficial not only to myself but the world around me. So I would just send a, a quick message, a one word message or maybe two words, meditate daily to myself three years ago.